certainly been a blessing to be all here already, hadn't it, to be part of the service, the songs, and the, just being together in Jesus' name. Feel like the Holy Spirit is among us. I pray God will continue to nurture His ways here with us today, this morning. I want to talk about Thanksgiving, of course. Um, we've dealt with a theme that I uh, was burdened about or thought of it. Sometimes my themes are not uh, probably uh, relative to a lot of things we often know about. I've called it uh, Thanksgiving stones. And the reason I felt like that is a stone is something that has uh, some concreteness to it. It's something that's solid. It's something uh, like uh, the memorial stone we talked about the other day, Ebenezer stone, that you can remember what God has done for you. Because after all, Thanksgiving, as I understand it, it's magnifying the goodness of God. It, it is it is. Is honing in on the on the virtue. It's a virtue. Thanksgiving is that God gives us in the package of His saving grace, so that we have the ability to have the affections of God, to see that goodness, and to acknowledge Him in that way. And so, it is a vital connection. Thanksgiving is. Uh, so may the Lord bless us to to see that. We talked about the stone of salvation. And then last week, the stone of sacrifice. And today, I've entitled my message, Stone of Service. Stone of Service. And with that, I would like for you to turn with me to Psalm 100 in the Bible. Uh, this is a very familiar song. And uh, I wanted to uh, read it to you. And I want to ask you to stand with me as we read these five powerful verses from God's Word. And uh, may God bless us and to be honored to honor him through the reading of his word. Would you listen with me to God's holy word? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Thank you very much. Would you please be seated? I wanted you to notice with me in this psalm, this very familiar psalm, uh, three key verbs, we're talking about stone of service. And this is about work. It's about doing something. It's about uh, taking up our responsibility that God has given us to respond to his grace. It is, however, not something to uh, qualify us for heaven or to earn any merit with God. We have none. When I talk about service, I'm talking about being servants of God. And even after we've done all, the Bible says we're still unprofitable servants. The deal is, though, as I understand it, if we're not serving God, we're not going to be happy. We're not. If you're a believer, you won't be happy if you're not serving God. And also, I want us to see the correlation between serving God and being thankful. I think they go together. But these three verbs, notice what it says. It says serve, verse 2. Serve. 
And my first point is going to kind of hone around that. I'm going to talk about, of course, stone of service. And so when we think about serving God, we're going to have to think about this stone is a, is a happy stone because it says uh, that we're to serve the Lord with gladness. Now, whatever you do in your life, uh, your vocation, if you don't enjoy it, man, you, you, you're just a miserable, miserable person. The thing is, if you can enjoy what you're doing, I don't care if it's digging a ditch or being a brain surgeon, what it might be. I'm going to tell you, uh, it, it, it makes a difference what, what you feel, your attitude about it. Serving God is not to be something that would go around with a gloomy face. See, God has freed us from uh, the bondage of sin so that we could serve him with gladness. We want to be joyfully serving God. And, and I hope that God would bless us to do that. So that, that's one of the verbs. And, and the second one I wanted to mention is, is enter. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's the third one. No is the second one. No, no. So we serve and we know. That word means acknowledge, okay? That word means uh, you, uh, you confirm that, that, that he is God, that he did make all things, that, that we need to see him as our Jehovah God, the one true and living God. And if you know him as God, then, then you'll be thankful. And when you thank God like what that we ought to be, then, then we're going to be willing to serve him because we know him, because God gives us energy when we know him to serve him. People that know God serve God. People that don't know God don't serve God. I mean, if you serve God, you know God. And, and so the more we know him, the more we serve him, the more we love him, the more we know him, the more we love him. And so this stone will be, uh, this stone, when I think about this, the stone of service, the happy stone, this stone is a humbling stone. So when I'm thinking about a happy stone, a humbling stone, and then the, the last stone or the last verb that goes with that stone is this, this word enter, enter. This, this, is, this is moving into, this is, uh, this is coming along with, this is uh, confirming this. This is something you actually do, you get, in, you get into it. And, and what a privilege it is that God has called us to enter, to come into him. He has placed us in Christ Jesus positionally. Now, are we going to practice that position or not? And, and that determines our happiness, our thanksgiving, and, and our service to God. Okay, and so this stone is, is kind of a hard stone, this inner stone. You know, Jesus says uh, in the New Testament, too, that if, if we're going to follow him, uh, that the gate is straight and narrow. Uh, so really, it's a hard stone, but, but it's a stone that you can walk on. It's a stone you can stand on. It's kind of like the stone that Jesus used to say, if you hear my word and do it, then you can build your life on a rock. And so that is a stone you can stand on. So, but really, to, to bring all that to a point, what I want to try to say is that we have so much to be thankful to God for, to be able to serve him in any way, okay? And, and to know that serving God is serving God where you are, just like you are. 
It does involve waiting sometime, okay? Uh, but, but the word that, that really kind of is a capsule to this psalm that I never have seen before. Haven't you noticed this? I know you guys read the Bible. You, you read scripture all your life, you know, and then you see something you've never seen before. Here's what I saw, and I pray the Lord is in it, and it's the word all, A-L-L. Notice this psalm begins with all, and it ends with all. And I'm going to say, if we're going to serve God, we're going to have to do it the same way. If we're going to be thankful, we've got to be thankful all the time. That's what God says. We've got to understand that God is good all the time. We've got to understand that our sin debt has been paid. Jesus paid it all, okay? We need to understand that God has called us to love him with all our heart, our soul, and mind and strength. And the reason that we seem to be getting our lives in such a mess in our world today, and this is easy for Christians to do since we are like sheep, even though we're his sheep, we are prone to stray is because we have this mindset because of our culture that, you know, if I go to church one hour a week and I do a 20-minute or so Bible reading, devotional every morning, say my prayers, I'm going to be all right. God must like that. I'm going to tell you, God is all God. You give it all to God or nothing. I want to say three things regarding the stone of service. One is... God is all. Number two, all is God's. And number three, you give God your all. Because that's all he's going to take. All. It takes all. It takes all to make a marriage work. It takes all for sure. It takes, it's a, and, and, and when you think about the work, it's thanking God for the servant. Number one is God is all, let's serve him. That's what the psalmist says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Why? Because God is all. Everything God made. Everything. And he made it by himself. He didn't get any help from anybody. Everything we, we see in this great universe Every square inch of this universe is under God's sovereign control. Did you hear that? How does that make you feel? Well, when you serve God and God sees your life and people see your life serving God, that is an acknowledging that comforting testimony that God is in control. That's why things like church membership, uh, things like acknowledging God, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to say, I'm going to serve God. And, and you do it because God is good. You do it because you appreciate everything God does for you. You know that, that God is all. And, and when you get to the, to the end of your life and, and mine, and, and we, if we could put our lives in just one statement, it ought to be, thank you, God, because God is all. Everything, and we need to live our life like that, that God is all. And Peter, 1 Peter 2, 5 says we are to be lively stones, and, and we're, to be, we're to see that, that God is all. And so we serve him in this way and, and bless him 
in that way and thank him for the many blessings that he's given us. God is all. It ought to be a happy stone that we can serve God. You know, really, if you go to buy a car or a truck or vehicle at a dealer and, and they don't have a service department, what are you going to do? You ain't going to buy anything like that, are you? I mean, a service department is the most important part of any business. It doesn't matter what you advertise or what you promote. If you can't serve it, it's not worth a hill of beans. You hear me? I mean, a church. A church is built on the rock of God. The cornerstone is Jesus Christ. But if we're not going to serve him, if we're not going to serve the people, if we're not going to be light and salt, then, then what good is it? It's just like Jesus said, it's good for nothing just, just to be walked on. And, and so, it, so service is important. And really, we're all to understand we're all servants and we ought to be glad we are. But we're living in a culture that says, now I want you to serve me. I want you to serve me. How would you like it if you go to a restaurant and the waiter or a waitress comes up there and they're just mad with the world? I mean, they're going to take your order, but they're just almost ready to curse everything. I mean, how are you going to feel about that meal? I mean, it's going to make you feel like, I don't know if I want to come back there or not. And that's how it is with God. I mean, we need to serve God with gladness. And we can serve God with gladness when we know that because he's sovereign, it might not work out like we want it to, we think it should, but we're serving God. And we're going to serve God even though it might mean we're serving people that maybe don't want to be served or we don't like to serve, but we're doing it because Jesus said, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So I want us to see that, that God is all, that he created all, that he's good to all. Jesus described him in Matthew 5 in the Sermon on the Mount as, as he sends rain on the just and the unjust. Uh, we see in Psalm 145 that, that all the creatures in nature sees God, God is good to all. And you know what? We ought to be so thankful to be able to serve such a wonderful Good, merciful God. I'm going to tell you, because he's sovereign, he is not lacking for servants. God has a remnant. He has a people. Nature, the moon and the stars and the sun are God's servants in the sky, so, so to speak. The very creatures that he created serve him. And we need to rejoice in that uh, in our lives so much. But, but to understand that, that we have God is all, that should prompt us to serve him. Now, to know that is more than being religious. What God has to do to reveal that to us is under, give us the understanding that we are nothing. When we understand that we are nothing, then God will be all. And here's the deal. Either God is all or he's nothing, because if God is not all in your life and mine, we are guilty of idolatry. Now, I'm telling you the truth. What happens, we get tied up in the world, so i got to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And the reason we know that is when all that stuff is taken away from us, it just, it just, we just come unglued. I mean, I can't live without this or that. 
God ought to be enough. We need to serve him. We need to understand that, that God, because nothing needs to come between us and God. And we need to be thankful, and that is how we are. Because if we're not thankful, then there's something in the woodpile. There's something there that's keeping us from embracing and acknowledging God. Look at uh, uh, Habakkuk uh, in the Old Testament. Here's a good example. Habakkuk chapter 3. I'm talking about serving the bare God. Whether God blesses you or not. This is a prayer, but in verse 17 of the third chapter of Habakkuk, the Bible says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. You hear what he said? I don't have anything, but I'm going to, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to have gladness. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Goes on to say in verse 19, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my strength instruments. So God is all. Secondly, I want you to see with me that all is God's. Everything is God's. That money right here in these collection plates, I don't know whose pocket it came out of or what bank account it's drawn on, but it's God's money. You understand that? All that's God's. It's not yours. It's not mine. It's God's. Everything you have is God's. Your children are God's. Your husband are from God and your wife are God's. Our loved ones, we breathe God's breath. You know, we get so possessive of things, but we understand that everything is lent to us from God. The situations that we find ourselves in, you think, for example, that we're in those situations, maybe even hard trials and problems in our life, that just, well, I just fell that way. No, God is involved in that. It comes from God. And God uses our problems to uh, deal with and grow our faith. So this makes my, my point now, my second point, I'm getting into that, is all is God's. This stone is a humbling stone. you got to understand that when we understand all is God's, my friends, it is humbling. Why is it humbling? Because we are to be stewards of what God has given us. We are... We are called to be stewards of whatever God gives us in our lives, our marriages, our vocations. See, you serve God right where you do, and whatever you're doing, you're serving God. You might think you're fishing, but you're serving God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, whatsoever you do, you do all for the glory of God, okay? Whatever you do, you're serving God. See, that situation, you know, you, you, you've got a loved one at the nursing home or you've got a friend, you, you know, you're having to deal with problems in your life. And you're, what you're doing, though, is serving God. That's how you need to see it. Why? Because all is God's. It's not ours. Our life is not ours. And we need to see that, and it's just humbling to us uh, to see that. Uh, 
And when we do, when we deal with these problems, we'll understand, and not until then, listen to me now, that God's grace is all sufficient. You see what I'm talking about being thankful for all things? Because if you can't be thankful for the painful things, you're not thankful for all things, and you're not seeing what God is doing in your life in his all-sufficiently. That's what grace is for, to see the allness of God. See, when I check my lawnmower or crank my lawnmower or my tractor, every day, the first thing I do is check my oil, O-I-L. The first thing a Christian should do when you get up in the morning is check your oil. Check your A-L-L. Is it all God's? Do you get up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord? Or do you say, good Lord, it's morning. See, it makes a difference. What makes a difference is God is all. He is all. He is everything. All is God's. And we need to check that in our lives and ask God to help us rejoice in that. You know, it humbles us. I was reading the other day in the book of Daniel, and I think it connects pretty good with here. You know, Daniel was in the lion's den. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't understand why things happen to folks. Some of the best people, I've told you that before, um, have to deal with things. But the thing about Daniel is understanding that he's in the lion's den, or going to be. He's in, a, he's in captivity going to the lion's den. And so what does he do? Does he say, well, I'm just going to quit. I just can't make it. I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> I really do. But the thing is, you need to serve God because God has given you that unction in your life and, and you're thankful for it. I'm going to tell you, if you really want to serve God and you're serving God, I'll tell you how do you know. Try not doing it. I mean, just walk out and say, I'm not going to serve Jesus anymore. You see how you get along with that. You hear me? If you're a Christian, if God has redeemed you by his grace, I'm going to tell you, God has given you the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, I remember years ago when I first started trying to preach. Uh, my first church, I went to a church over at the Antioch Primitive Baptist Church, not far from here. And I tried to preach. I know I made a mess in that, but I thought about it because... That song, Count Your Many Blessings, were sung there that day. I don't know why I remember it. I was so scared, so nervous. And, and I remember I tried to preach, and, and that's the first time I'd been away from my home church. And I came home. I mean, you felt like a dog. I mean, with his tail tucked under his legs, whatever you call it. About uh, Tuesday of the next week, one of the deacons called me. He says, uh, Brother Randy, could you come back over here in the next couple Sundays? And preach. And I said, no. I said, no, sir. I mean, I said that sharp. I said, no, sir. I just won't be able to do it. I'm going to tell you what. I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep. Now, was that because I'm such a great preacher? You know better than that. What it was is I was denying what God had called me to do to serve him. And when God got through with me in two or three nights of wrestling, I talked to Brother Woodrow Beasley, who was pastor of the Upper Black Creek at the time. And I, I come to the conclusion, if God's people ever ask me to do something ever again, I will never say no. And you don't need to either. It might not be that God's asking you to do anything. 
Jesus told some people to sell all and follow him. He might be telling you to do that, but I guarantee you, God is calling you to serve him. And here I know, here's how I know in John 12, 26. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I want to leave Daniel first. Daniel 6, 10 is the verse. Daniel's going to the lion's end. He says in verse 10 of Daniel 6, and now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this is going to put him in the lion's den, he went into his house. Now I want you to look at what he did. And his window being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. Now I remember that. Here's the part I didn't remember. And gave thanks. Look at that. And gave thanks before his God as he did before time. Now did his situation, circumstance that had turned sour cause him not to be thankful? He kept on thanking God, just like Job. Job said he just went on and said he thanked God. His wife, you remember, tried to tell him to curse God and die. He said, what are you talking about? That, that would be silly. How, how, how am I going to take the good things from God and not the evil? We need to be thankful, my friends, for all things because all is God's. All is God's. Christ is all. He is all there is. And he says unto me, all that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and he that cometh to me I shall in no wise cast out. All, if you're one of those, you thank God, and you bless God in that way. In John 12, 26, here's what God likes about our service. I'll tell you what it does. God honors your service to God. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm, talk, I'm, not, I'm talking about just preachers, you know. I never like to be a preacher very much. I got to tell you the truth. I don't think I can do it. But I want to tell you this. I don't have any more pull with God than you do. I do not. I, my prayers, I'll pray for you night or day. But I do not have any more pull with God than either one of you do. That's why I want you to pray for me. Why? Because what God is looking at servants, just humble servants to God. The greatest beauty that, that we'll ever see is people that are serving God without being noticed, without being any notoriety. They are serving God right in their workplace, their homes, their, their hospitals. Have you ever been to a place, you go into a nursing home, I remember doing that, I bet you have too, and you go in there, and, and, and you're going to say, you say this little prayer silently going in, and says, Lord, help me be a blessing. And you end up getting blessed. You hear me? You end up getting blessed. You know what that's doing? You're serving God. And look what John 12, 26 says. Here it says this, If any man serve me, Jesus says, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. See, you have the communion with Christ when you're serving him. If any man serve me, now listen to this, him will my father honor. You are honored by God when you serve God. And you know what? You can't follow Jesus and text at the same time. Any more than you can drive and text at the same time. That's the problem with our following Jesus. We think we can follow Jesus, and, but we don't give him our all. We got our little minds over here somewhere or somewhere over there, and we're easily distracted. But God says you give it all. So God is all. All is God's. Now, lastly, back in that psalm, 
that word enter. That's an important word. That's how you get in. That is, uh, that is uh, how we, we need to be thankful enough to enter. And we're thankful enough that God has called us to enter. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Well, that is an enter. Now, if I'm walking down the road, say my truck breaks down, and one of you see me walking, I bet every, everybody here picked me up. I hope you would. So I'm going to ride with you. So you pull over and I walk up there, but I'm just going to let my, one of my legs drag out the door. I'm not going to really close the door. You know, I know this sounds probably silly, but think about it. What kind of, what kind of route would that be? What kind of ride would that be? I'm not really in it. I'm not really in it. You've got to be in Jesus. In it. I mean, put it all in it. You depend on him. You trust him. Even when you can't feel it, you give it to God, even your pain, and especially your pain. You know, I prayed yesterday, Penny and I, and I I said, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know if that's the first thing publicly I said that in front of my wife. I don't know what to do. I mean, that's what we have to do sometimes. We can be thankful that we can enter to that holy place of prayer and know that lots of times we don't even know what to say or what to pray, and God gives us that intercession of his Holy Spirit to make uh, intercession for us. But the scripture says, enter into his gates, God's house, God's gates, God's life, this world. He saved us to serve him and to thank him for that privilege with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name what a, what a blessing we see that God this again is a hard stone because I'll tell you why the world our society the culture does not want you to serve God everything is against you start trying to serve God, you're going to have to understand, you've got to draw a line. You've got to make up your mind and having the mind of Christ. You know, Jesus' mind was, his first recorded words, and I understand it was, I must be about my father's business. He came to be a servant. He didn't come to be served. He says, I came not to be ministered to, but to minister. And that's exactly what you and I are supposed to do. A preacher is a servant. A deacon is a servant. A mother is a servant. A father is a servant. A husband is a servant. A wife is a servant. We're to serve one another. We're to prefer each other before the other. That's what God says about his church. And so we're, back, we're embedded in this servitude of Adam. But it's a stone. It's a rock. But it's a hard way to live. But, but it's the way that God has given us to live. And we need to see that and bless God in it all the days of our life. You know, if you have two ways to choose, you choose the hard way. That's going to be God's way. Okay? It is. You know, the other day, my three-year-old grandson, Jackson, we were going to ride down to the pond, and uh, that can be an ordeal at my house, but... He had uh, something in his hand. His hands were full. And I said, Jackson, what you got? He said, I got some rocks, granddad. I said, what you going to do with those rocks? 
He said, I'm going to throw them in the pond. I said, you're going to throw them in the pond? Why are you going to do that? He said, I want to see a splash. I want to see a splash. So he held those rocks all the way down that pond. We walk out there. And he just got the greatest joy. I mean, he would fling one of those rocks out. And they were pretty good-sized rocks, and they would hit the water and just make a splash. I mean, that was a joy to him. Emory was doing the same thing. But I want to say about that, I thought about that, because, because what, we're kind of like those rocks, the stone of thanksgiving. We don't understand. I don't understand why Jacks want to do that, but that's what he wanted to do. I don't understand what God's going to do with your life and mine. I don't understand why, why people have to hurt while we deal with pain, but maybe it's because God's going to, going to make a splash. Because I'm going to tell you, when those rocks hit that pond, it affected the fish, it affected the current, it affected the wind, the waves, and, and everything. And that's what happens in your life. God has made you a stone. We are vessels of God. He's a potter, we're the clay. And may the God of glory help us to understand whatever Jesus is calling us to do. It might not be what we thought we wanted to do. It might not be being a big dog or might not having all this and that. But I'm going to tell you, it might be that Jesus wants to just throw you in the pond and make a splash with your life. Because when you acknowledge God as your Lord and Savior and you're serving Him, people notice. Your family knows. Your friends. People you work with. They know who, who you serve. They know whose God you serve. And who the God of glory is. You know, you gotta, how do you do that? You've got to cultivate this thanksgiving servant attitude. How do you do that? What do you, what do you understand? We have the, certainly the grace of God to do it. We can't do it. We can't serve God in our own strength, first of all. I hope I've said that. I want to emphasize that before you go. God gives us that strength. But, but when we serve him, I don't have time to deal with this, but maybe I will tonight. But, but I'm going to tell you, in, in Exodus 14, Caleb, man, he's about to get the inheritance. And, and the Bible says over and over again that Caleb wholeheartedly served the Lord. He stands there 80-odd years old. Joshua was dividing the land, and he asked Caleb, said, what do you want? What part? He says, give me the mountain. Give me that rock. He says, that's where the Anakins, that's where the giants are, that's where the enemies are. And he says, God, you know, has given me strength. My friends, what I'm going to say this, you can wear out or you can rust out. And you get in your idea that you're going to serve God and you go, you know what, God will give you strength to do it. And some of that, don't let years bother you either, Okay. Because what God does, just like with Caleb, when you are acquainted with God and you're following God and God is your all and you know that all is God's and you give him your all, then you will be all right. God will bless you and God will give you strength. Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney, a few years ago when Clemson won the national championship, I had one of those little clips. I think Bobby Dollar or somebody gave to me. It says, all in. Those little buttons. He gave them to all his players. That was their theme that year. All in. May God help us because when you sit around your Thanksgiving table, you think about all. That God is all. That all is God's. And you recommit your life to knowing that all I do, 
I'm going to give it my all. And my friends, that will be enough because Jesus will be there every step of the way. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for being our all, for forgiving our all sins. You are an all God, awesome God. We pray, Lord, that we can give you our all. Please forgive us, as many of us have not, including this one praying. We ask you, Lord, to help us serve you. We want to, and we're glad you've given us the want to. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the platform you've given us. Ever how uh, hard that might be sometimes. We thank you, Lord. We're glad to be your servants. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.